ore te whanau pio today here with my friend Catherine Burkett. I've got questions, she's got answers, and I've got a couple of answers, I think. More questions than answers, though. That's a song, actually, um, But, yeah, so the, the, the kaupapa of this uh, particular podcast is gender diversity. Did that was that ever a thing? Of course, it was. Well, when when we were young, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's obviously always been around. And in fact, if you look back to some, um, you know, cultures that have been naturally living for a long time, there's there's certain languages and certain terms that um, are significantly more gender diverse. Whereas in certainly in English, we have male and female, and we don't have ah. classifications of others. So you know, so yeah, in some cultures, there are words that allow for a diversity of gender, which is interesting, eh? But it's amazing how our language influences our knowledge, eh? Because we've had male and female for so long, we've assumed that that means there's two distinct um, and clearly different boxes that people go into because of our language, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's not the case. It's not the case. It's not the case. It's an interesting topic, you know, and what's the physical behind it? Talk about that. I just I was just thinking it was quite interesting because a lot of our corridor goes around. That's why you and I are together is because we're talking about um, a lot about Māori and about New Zealand and all that sort of stuff. And if I say something, you can often um, put it into the right perspective and stuff like that. But I just really want to acknowledge that neither of us is you know like understands in too much of this gender diverse yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, so sure. both of us are going to be coming from a little bit of ignorance, and yep. so I might <clears> say things that are not quite right. Um, I'm certainly someone that's trying to learn about this and a lot more, but I do apologise to anyone out there if I say a language that's wrong or Kilda. say something wrong, right? So, Kilda. because um, I, you won't have the knowledge either to pull me back sure. into the right space, right? So, but I'm wanting to put it out there because I think this is a massive thing that we have to talk about. So, I'm starting the conversation. I'm definitely not the person to finish it. Kilda. Yeah. Kilda. Oh. It's, it's, it's about, yeah, trying to demystify, trying to find out, ask questions and create conversation. Absolutely. But certainly don't hide it under the carpet. No, which but is what society's been doing for a long, long time, right? Hundred percent. Which is, and let's be real, the statistics around many of our young people, especially, and we'll talk about why this is as we go through. But our rangatahi, our, our youth, are struggling with these questions, and we do know that there's a significantly higher likelihood of mental health issues. Yep. And, unfortunately saying that word, suicide amongst our people who are feeling unsure about their gender, sexuality, etc. So allowing us to talk about it and and bring it into that space of conversation is can only be a good thing. Yeah, right? so, totally. Um, and again, talking any of us, even if, I mean... If, even if you are gender diverse, you don't know about everybody who's gender diverse. Do you know, like so. <laughs> yeah. So let's be open and talking and be yeah. honest that we don't know what we don't know. Mm, mm, mm. So I think that's where we want to start from. Mm. Um, and if we talk about biology and human bodies, what we have is we have a number of examples of um, situations where people are not purely female or purely male. Right. So we know physically that there is a um, spectrum. And I'm pretty sure I'm right here. That is sex. So that's the word we use when we're talking about our physical space. Gender is the way we're feeling um, about ourselves. I'm pretty sure I have that right. My apologies if I don't. But sex is the physical thing and gender is the the feeling space. So we know, and we were just talking before about an example that I often use um, of the amazing middle distance runner, Caster Semenya. 
So um, she competed and she was incredibly fast and she won a gold medal and they did a physical test on her and she tested male genetically, um, which means she creates more testosterone, yep. which means her muscles build faster yep. and muscle twitch is usually faster in a um, high testosterone body. She is now, um, well, the world court has suggested that any woman or any people like her cannot compete. So um, Custer Semeni can now no longer com- compete unless she takes drugs to reduce her testosterone level to right. a certain level, and then she will be qualified as a female to compete against other females, right? Now, she has not done anything false. She hasn't done any um, tr- transformations to her body. She this is, is a naturally, natural state. She's naturally yep. externally female and internally male, <clears throat> essentially. So that just is, you know, when people say... Wow, so, yeah, this is big. Right. And w- the first job I ever had when I was a teacher aide um, was with a, and, and we did call him a boy, hermaphrodite. Um, but he's obviously under sex and he's, they were both, sorry my language, they were both. Um, but certainly when I was doing that, that's um, many years ago, uh, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, crikey, we didn't have that language. So right. we only ever called him him. Whereas yep. now I'm pretty sure we would refer to them as they. Yeah. So, but and again, that language is really weird. It's hard to remember and it's hard to express. For me, for me, um, I watch my children; they find it significantly easier um, and just drop into those languages really quickly. Whereas I'm having to think it in my yeah, head. Me too. Mm. Yeah. So there is absolutely physical, and obviously, Custis mean is not the only example. We've got hundreds of examples of people who are physically um, not one or the other yeah. in the mix, and 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 that is just proof that sex-wise we can be hugely diverse across that continuum. Yeah, and this is really, really hard for a lot of people to absorb, mm. uh, especially, you know, traditionalists or, you know, people who go, no, 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 that, that's, that's wrong, you know. And I hear comments, you know, our kids are so confused, now they don't even know what sex they are, you know, mm. and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty counterproductive, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, for, for I can imagine the the uh, stress or the loneliness or all those, even, you know, when you look back only 20 years uh, with regard to to our whanau who are gay, um, you know, some of the stuff that they had to go through just to live a normal life. (laughs) It's huge. I'm so glad that this is changing. Oh, absolutely. When we talk about being happy in ourselves and living a fulfilled life, how can you do that if you're maybe not even aware of your own self because you've never even asked yourself the question. Yeah. You know, never thought that was an option because it wasn't an option in your head, you know. So absolutely we need to be opening up this yeah. corridor and, and, and asking these questions. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, I heard a story the other day where somebody gave a child, and I don't know what the name was, but a non-gender specific name. Mm-hmm. There are names now uh, or even colours or even you know, like pink's a girl's colour. Well, actually, it's only been... Historically, a, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a girl's yeah, colour, right? Yeah, yeah. So all this stuff, and, um, you know, and even in some cultures, and I'm not going to talk about this too much because I don't know about it, but, uh, you know, in some Pacific cultures, um, encourage the encouragement of uh, young men to be uh, feminine was something that was part of the culture, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's time we... We, I, I know people with strong religious beliefs really struggle with this gender diversity. Mm. And I was just actually remembering, it was, a, it was actually a really fascinating moment for me. I was working with someone, absolutely beautiful man, 
um, very religious, had grown up in an incredibly, incredibly religious uh, home. Yeah. And we were doing quite a long drive. That's <laughs> <laughs> always a good <laughs> way to find out about people, eh? Right. And so then he said to me, he said, oh, Catherine, um, what do you think about, and I don't remember how he phrased it, but basically gender diversity or something like that. And, and I said, you've asked the question, you need to ask it again if you actually want me to talk about this because I'm, I'm going to be honest, yeah. right? Because I yeah. knew his thoughts and where he was from. So anyway, he said, no, no, I want you to tell me. And so I did, and I started mentioning people like Custis Semenya and hermaphrodites and stuff. And it was my, this is a hugely educated man, hugely amazing, wants to do everything for the community. It's absolutely incredible. And he said, what? Yeah. What? I've never heard of that. And I said, well, this, and he, because his whole life had been in, in a very specific space, no one had ever told him that hermaphrodites exist, that people yeah. are born intersex, you know, like, and he's like, Really? <laughs> and I was like, yes, really. He goes, I'm going to go away and read about this. Been and I'm part going, of nature, actually. But do you see <clears throat> that because he'd never, he'd been around people who have a certain belief system, they'd told him that and he'd never questioned it. And I am so, I was so stoked that he asked me and he listened to the answer too, by the yeah. way, because he didn't have to listen to the answer. Yeah. And he did and he went away and he read about it and he goes, I didn't even know that this existed. So we have got to be careful about judging people's views who they haven't ever been exposed to anything. So it's starting yeah. up that conversation, isn't it? But again, we've been talking about this a lot. What we've learnt, heard, you know, said to us is what we believe. And there are some cultures, and that culture is, like you said, where our information comes from, so it could be from a certain um, church space. And by the way, my daughter's very into the church and they are incredibly open with gender diversity. Well, so we're not well, talking about all go. churches, yeah, right? So yeah, we're talking sure. about certain spaces. I um, want to be a part of that church. <laughs> well, Do I they do. have food? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got to. But you see, so again, we say church and then we go, oh, but yeah, actually she is um, very call. heavily into a church and, and there is no, um, in that space, there is, mm. you know, there's, there's no worries around those sorts of things. Um, yeah, so, but this person's church that I'm talking about was very much... Um, mm not open to thinking about that, but he did. So it, it, it's fascinating if we haven't been exposed to thinking like that, that this is the only way it is, um, and it's only a male and a female who can be in love with each other or, you know, um, yeah. be in a relationship, then we've got to question this. And, and But we've got evidence. We've got massive evidence now. But um, we don't want to know, okay? <laughs> we don't want to know. You know I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know my, yeah, my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do want to know. But yeah, so many so, people don't want to know. I don't mm. want to know about that stuff. Yep. Just goes against all my inner feelings. Yeah, but how? Yeah, you're not the only that, one who's got feelings. <laughs> and how is that? What is that doing to the person? Yeah, who actually, physically, emotionally, just naturally feels not the same as their external body. Right. And 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 we know so many people have journeyed through their life, not feeling right. And then being able to live in in a different way, and just suddenly going, oh, that's me. It must that's be who I am. torture. And when we talk about stress and activating and sandpaper brains, as we've sort of yeah. talked about, that that has got to make a difference, and we've got to stop creating that space. I don't want to be a part of that torture. No, hey, no way. And it is torture. That's a really yeah. good word for it because it is torture every day. Yeah, having to you know. Be someone that you don't feel like you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
there was a famous rugby league player, like tough. You know, if he stood in the rain, this guy would rust. He was so hard. He was like <laughs> steel. His name was Keith Roberts, and he came out as openly gay. Oh, really? Yeah. And this guy. After he stopped playing, though, no, I'm guessing? No, he was still playing. Wow. He was still playing. Wow. And this is about 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, um, just I think it stopped a lot of people in their tracks, and I think one of the things that came out of it was like it didn't really change anything in the team. You know, you're talking about, you know, Aussie, this is Aussie Rugby League, you know, mm. so some of our brothers over there, because I know them, uh, can be a little <laughs> bit narrow-minded, mate. <laughs> I shouldn't generalise, but I, I'm talking about, um, you know, and it didn't change anything. Once once he was, uh, he, was he was, he was the bro, and away we went, you know, which always filled my heart, mm. actually. That's really good, you know. I thought we hadn't had a case, so that's good to know. Yeah, I this is rugby league. Rugby, yeah, but still, rugby union is. Um, so I remember when gay marriage was legalised in New Zealand, and I thought it was a really cool comment, and if anyone remembers um, um, on the radio, Mike Peru, a gorgeous man, um, did a lot of talking, and he said, because the people were asking him what his opinion was on it, and he said it's great, it's fantastic, and sorry, Mike, if I'm quoting you wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how I heard it. He He's said, all right. However... When we get an act of all black yeah. coming out as gay, yeah. that's when I know that we're getting closer to being accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't had a you know like an all black who's playing yeah. come out as openly gay. No, that hasn't happened. So we're yet. talking about we're okay. We yeah. still haven't got to the full acceptance, have we? Because oh, because there aren't any, or maybe there are, or what? Well, there maybe, are. yeah, there yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are, but it's not okay yet to come out. Do you see yeah. what I mean? It's still not. So that's lovely to hear that about rugby league. But do you know, we we go, oh, it's fine, it's accepted, it's it's okay. And no, it's not. We're still not there yet. We yeah. get we're getting much better, but we've still got a long way to go. So we do have to recognise our little blinkers on, thinking that we've got there. We're still not fully accepting of, um, and you know, in that space. So we've got you a know, way to go. You know, Catherine, I'm a Māori man in my mid-60s. I'm on the pension next year. I'm going to retire and go up north and go fishing and tell the world to stick it up their nose. (laughs) Um, What's my point? My point is I really don't care. Like, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. You know, if you're a good person, mm-hmm. you know, just imagine if I had a mokopuna and I need some. If I had a mokopuna <laughs> and, and with a with a with a tumor on their brain or something, and the only person who could do it was a was a person who was not like me or had was gay or was from anywhere. I don't care. I don't care. I, you know, if people are contributing positively to 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 our society, is, am I being naive? I'm being honest. But that's the the thing is is we've got to accept that everybody is who they are, aren't they? So yeah. we shouldn't we don't it shouldn't be a defining thing about someone. It should well it shouldn't be the way we see someone. They are that because who are they as a person? Who are they as a human being? Yeah. It's and I tell you what, a lot of fantastic people I know who are gender diverse and are gender fluid and all of those different things, and that's. But I still must say that, and, and I think that's the same with you, is I still would sit in that space a little bit differently. And what I love about my kids is I see them, and I, and, and, and um, Morgan went to a girls' school, um, which is interesting where those things are going to go. But she was going to a girls' school, and she came home one day, and I remember her talking, and she was talking about, oh, then he did this and he did that. And I was listening, I was like, what? 
And I said to her, did you, like, have an open day or, day or something like this? And she goes, why? I said, well, you're saying he. She goes, oh, 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 that's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's he. Right. And 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 I was like, what? And and But what? Morgan didn't come home and go, mum, guess what? Guess what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just in the conversation, yeah. a natural conversation, <clears throat> and apparently um, – they had become he, you know, like, and they were he, and they um, announced and, and ages earlier, but she hadn't told me because it wasn't a thing. Yeah. And then um, he was at school and he still wore the uniform. Um, and I remember at the end of the graduation, I saw him because he was the only one wearing trousers because all yeah. the um, others were wearing skirts, obviously. And at the end, there's a, we are the girls of Sacred Heart, like yeah, this. Yeah. And he was up there with his fists in the air and absolutely, we are the girls of Sacred Heart. Because he was accepted into this space right. and everybody it didn't have to be, I'm not going to be, you know, like, and I think that allowed him to be so much more Apart. happy in his space. Yeah. But not having to be completely rejecting of femininity. But And I just loved it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this would yeah. never have happened nah. in my day. Nah. And But I think that that, that that space and that language and that generation is coming through where it's significantly more natural to have that, and I love that, but we're still not there yet, and I no. keep saying that we're still not there yet. You Explain know? to me, if you would, young lady, gender diversity or being on that, you know, I've, I've drawn a line here, female, male, and being somewhere on that spectrum. How does that work? So gender is how we feel who we're attracted to and how we feel about yep. ourselves. Sex is the, like I said, I think that's a physical thing. But we are, we, 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 who you love, who you are attracted to, is not defined by the the chromosomes in your body. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's about who you are and what you feel. And I think it's really important for us to start talking to our kids about, and we they say this word love, but I'm saying in the word of but I'm attracted to someone, so a sexualized space, right? And so um, and Mason won't mind me saying, but Mason and my son, as he grew up, I was always aware when he was young, he, and silly, I know he loved, people in pink, um, and that shouldn't be girls' colours, but he was very clear that he wanted to wear them to school and he, he liked feminine things and he was always there. And I was always like, okay. So we always talked very gender neutral um, yeah. about who he'd meet and if he was going to meet someone and what he did and all that sort of stuff. And then I remember we were walking along by Countdown one day and it was he was an intermediate and he was talking about Valentine's Day and he got a card from a girl and he said, oh, I've got this card. And this little smile appeared at the side of his face. And you could, I could see that his body was feeling different, right? You could see the activation of those hormones. Of, mm -hmm. And I went, oh, what's that feeling? Mm. And he goes, oh, I says, do you like her? And he said, no, but if I did, I'd feel. And, you know, so he was, so I was asking him to feel wow. what his body was cool. telling him. And I go, oh, so you quite like girls? And he goes, yeah, because he was feeling his body. And then I said to him, have you had that feeling with any boys? And he thought about it, and he true, and it was a discussion. He goes, no. Yeah. And I said, oh, you might be straight. And he goes, I might. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? And yeah. and not because, but because I want him to feel his body. I want yeah. him. And there was still, you know, like a, we still talk gender neutral with all the, the spaces because I want my kids to develop an understanding of how did they feel in their body towards another person and that is going to dictate who they're attracted to, mm. not my talking about 
if you meet a girl, if you meet a boy. Do you know, like that sort of stuff. So we've got to start teaching awesome. our kids what that feels like yeah. instead of just using words to dictate what we think they should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was a really important part of that journey was teaching him that feeling in his body mm. and how that felt different to the that. girls he's friends with. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. You know, with a lot of people, <clears throat> not me, of course, uh, but with a lot of people, um, when you talk about same-sex relationships and stuff, quite often the pictures in their brain goes to a physical relationship. Mm -hmm. And some people will find that, um, well, it's just not right, it's revolting and all the rest of it and blah, blah, blah. But there's so much more to relationships, you know, the companionship side, the, the compatibility and all these other things that I think, what am I trying to say here? It's not just about that, you know. It's finding somebody who understands you, who loves you, um, even, even, you know, in th those um, non-physical emotions that are so important, eh? But why do we think that? Because we've got this picture. I'm of asking what's for right a friend or wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, asking, but you know, we've got a picture of what's right and wrong. And if you, I remember watching a um, documentary. It was fascinating about asexual. So asexuality, Which is? people who are not sexually attracted to other people. It's a right. very small proportion in our... In our to um, anybody? Anybody. No, they don't want to have sex with anybody, okay. physical. Um, and, and they were interviewing these people, and they were talking about the actual act, even heterosexual, and they were saying it like you were saying it. Ugh. You know, like, and there was this... Because that's their template. I don't think I said, ugh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know what you no, mean. You I, love, know, like, I love it. So it's our template <clears throat> of what's normal... And that's against our normal, so we find it different. Do you see what I mean? Whereas yeah. the asexual people were thinking just any sex was outside and they didn't like that. That made them feel uncomfortable. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. So this is all about our own yeah. space. So, And by the way, get over it. I don't yeah, yeah. imagine that sort of space. But you're right. It's about this happiness and this being together and what makes you feel fulfilled. And there's lots of people that have been in relationships all their life with people that they haven't been fulfilled yep, with yep. Um, because they've thought that it's the right thing to do or it's wrong to be in that other space. Yeah. I have a very good friend um, who I was friend, I've been friends with forever and um, she was always in heterosexual relationships until she got older and then she entered, um, you know, she met a woman and fell in love with her and, um, you know, they're in the most absolutely beautiful relationship. But her, her wife... Um, I was talking to her, and she's been gay all her life, just yeah. like absolutely. And so I was because I want to understand this stuff, and I says, oh, so, so tell me, um, you know what?" She goes, "Oh, even when I was quite young in my adolescence, I was in love with this girl, and and the, and she goes, I was just in love with her, and I wanted to have a sex change, and so I said to her, "Ah, did you want to have a sex change because you wanted to be a man, or did you want to have a sex change because you wanted to be with a woman, and back then?" Yeah. The only way to be with a woman with a man. And she stopped and she thought about it. She goes, no one's ever asked me that. Yeah. And she said, I don't want to be a man. Yeah. I'm happy being a woman. It's tough being a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hear you. But I want to be with a woman. Yeah. And if she had been allowed to have a sex change back then, Whew. she would have because she thought that was it. Because we've got these images in our head. But now, you know, she's an older, um, they're older and they've found each other. And they're okay being in this relationship. Do you see what I mean? And we've yeah. got to change what we think is norms. We've got to change what we portray in our movies and in our stories and in our conversations and how we talk to our kids. 
um, you know, oh, when you grow up and meet someone of, you know, and if it's a girl, when you grow up and meet a man, when you, you know, like all that sort of stuff. We often say that all the time. And it's putting these pictures in our heads that then we have to go, oh, but that I want something different. And so does that make me wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? And I think we have to. This have is a these big cope up, man. I'm sure there's people out there going, you know, you know, totally. Yeah, they've turned off. They've turned off. But that's cool because we talk about the prickly stuff. And you brought it up. I just wrote wrote it down. You know, Um, do you have to find somebody? You know, we were talking Mm. fairy tales over lunch. You know, where 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 the um, where the Maori knight in shining armor rides up on a brown horse and (laughs) sweeps the princess off, and they live in a castle happily ever after. You know, that's we were brought up with that stuff got married and live happily ever after. Yeah. And I'm, I I may be wrong, but I believe in all of the sort of Disney classics and stuff, the movies, that Moana is the first character yeah. to not end up at the end of the movie in a relationship, oh. I believe. Yeah. Which is quite a cool space, isn't it, to yeah. create a space where we don't have to find a partner to be happy. And... Um, <laughs> We don't have to find a partner. I'm going to pull you up on this one. We don't <laughs> have to find a partner to be happy. You know what? That's re- liberating. Yes. Hey. Yes. I mean, I've, you know, I've got a beautiful wahine, luckiest woman in New Zealand. You've met her. <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there's parts of me when I just go off and 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 have my own. I like me. I like my own space. So there must be people out there who just want to be them and have their own space. That's cool. They're not weirdos. Oh, well, I've been. I I have lived singly significantly more in my life than I've ever been in a relationship. So most of my life I've lived on my own. And it's fascinating. At first, you know, like when you're first sort of there, people are going, oh, have you met anyone? Have you met anyone? They just don't anymore. Nobody (laughs) asks me anymore. Um, But but I, you know, like I think there's a space where that's nice, but it's not a necessary thing. And I've got a number of friends who are single and who are completely happy to be single and on their own, but there's this belief that... It's you're not complete until you know. Yeah, so, you're so, not you're, complete. Oh, you complete me. Yeah. No, I complete me. By the way, I'm completely complete on my own. Yeah. Um. If I was to be with someone, it's because they increase who I am. Yes. Not complete me. Yeah. Um. But there's all or of not these drain you. <laughs> that would be nice too. But all of those stories, you know, they get married and live happily ever after. Get yeah. married and live happily ever after. Yeah. Um. So you're not going to be happy until you get married. You know, like or with someone. So we do need to. Ask yeah. that as well, and are we okay on our own? But you know, I've been in situations just last week. You know, we were working together last week, and we were having a beer with some people at a conference. And this beautiful wahine, this Indian wahine, was blah blah blah. And we were talking about my kids, and and she was talking about her wife. Mm. And I went through that conversation, not even hitting a speed bump. You know, she's just, um, you know, and my wife and I, we've got this. We're talking about dogs, actually, because I'm a German Shepherd <laughs> fan. We're talking about, and they got some dog with us. I said, that's not even a dog. So we're laughing away. Well, my wife and I, and obviously this beautiful wahine, and it was just so neat to have these conversations and and for her to be able to have conversations with me that um, aren't complicated. Yeah, and to say that, like how many years ago would it have been if oh. she had been in a relationship with a woman and she wouldn't have been allowed to be married, So, but she would have been in a relationship with a woman, she would never have been allowed to tell you. No. She wouldn't have been able to say, my female partner or my wife, you know, like or whatever. We couldn't, whereas now, yeah, I do, you know, we have come a little way. You know, we are yeah. getting there. Isn't yeah. that beautiful that we can and we can say, oh, my wife, my husband, my, 
and it not be something huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that it's just within, it's becoming within the norm, which it should be because we know it's naturally normal. It yeah. is naturally normal and people say, oh, it's not natural. Well, sorry, you talk to anybody who's in a beautiful um, same-sex relationship yeah. and you see the way that they are together. Um, I, 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 in fact... I know so many. So many, and actually I've seen way more heterosexual <laughs> negative relationships that are draining and yeah. are um, really toxic. Um, I don't, and I'm not saying none of my gay friends are toxic, but, you know, like there's significantly yeah. more of my hetero <laughs> friends that are. So let's not, you know, get into that space around that. But I love that it's allowed. But, but I am going to um, go into a little thing which I think is really important in this space is adolescence. Yeah is when we're really starting to decide who we are going to be with and we're, dis- we're, we're, we're discovering our sexuality. Um, when we're four or five, we might do show me yours, I'll show you mine, and that's about finding out about myself. Yep, I just want to know who I am. When we hit puberty, we do show me yours and I'll show you mine because we want to learn about other people, right? So it does yep. become about the both of us together. And one of the things that happens um, on the female end of the spectrum is – estrogen gets increased in our bodies. And so the increase of estrogen creates the production of oxytocin. And oxytocin is the hormone that is more likely to be in higher, much higher doses in a female brain. And it's what makes us fall in love with our babies. Right. So we fall. We need it. Yes, we fall. Well, because if you're not going to get up in the middle of the night and feed your baby, if you're not oxytocin in love with them, right? So you fall (laughs) oxytocin in love with your baby. You feed them, you look after them, you do everything you can to keep them alive. Now, when we hit puberty, we activate estrogen and then oxytocin. And that oxytocin, because most girls have that oxytocin level, means we can fall oxytocin in love with each other. With girls? Yes. Right. Because we want to form a clique that will help us protect our babies because we should, we generalizingly parent in groups of women together, right? Yes. So this you see girls in this adolescent phase, they go, ah, and they get together yeah. and they have to hug each other yeah. and touch each it's other. Pain, and It's painful. No, it's, <laughs> it's lovely. And we see when they get separated, oh, but I've got to go see them. I've got to see them. And yeah. you can feel this biological pull, which is oxytocin influence, right? It's not as high as with our babies, but it's still really high. But when I was at school, you know, my best mate, you know, Christine, honestly, we were inseparable. We were always together. Most of them, you know, we're still really good friends now. Now, we spent all our time together. I'd stay at her place all the time, um, jumped out of, her, out of the window and her father caught me. <laughs> no, but she was like, but never did I have the language or the thought to ask myself, am I sexually in love with Christine? Right. Right? I just knew that she was my best friend. Now, I, I wasn't, but I would have questioned that at that stage. And I, what I know is a lot of our, especially young girls at this stage, are feeling that oxytocin love for each mm, other. And because wow. it is it is completely and utterly a question that we ask ourselves now, am I lesbian, am I sexually in yep. love with this person? We're getting a little bit, some of our girls are getting a little bit confused yep. and are going, well, I must be because I feel this, like I did for Christine, this absolute, I loved oh, being with yeah. her. You know, like I just... I didn't want to not be with her and I wanted to always spend time with her, you know, like, and so I would have probably asked that question of myself. Wow. And, and and I think we should be asking that, but remember how I asked Mason, how does your body feel? Yeah. How does your body feel? Because my body never felt like that towards Christine. Do you see what I mean? But my brain and my oxytocin did, do you see? And yeah. if I'd had someone to scope me through that, that would have been different. So 
if you've got young girls who are asking that question, I want us to start asking, you know, like that, that sort of, and it's that sexual attraction over and above the oxytocin attraction. Do you see what I mean? And there is a difference. And it's okay if we ask ourselves and we discover it. And it's a few years later, we'll often find that some of our girls who may have thought they were lesbian will then go, actually, I'm not feeling that way towards girls anymore because that oxytocin is, is right. diminishing. Yep. And <clears throat> then we'll start to maybe feel that way against boys or they'll continuously feel that way towards um, females or every other option. Do you see what I mean? But it's or about, both. Yes. It's about asking in our bodies how are we feeling and realising that there's also an oxytocin love. Do you know what I mean? It's so it is always, a big thing yeah. that we need to ask because – it's confusing. It's really confusing. Yeah. It wasn't confusing for me because I never asked myself the question. I love that the question is being asked now. Yeah. Um, but it can get a bit confusing, especially for some of our young girls. And boys could have a high level of oxy- oxytocin and be feeling the same thing. That can happen as well. Okay, couple of questions. <clears throat> or one question. <laughs> Are bromances real? Because I've got bromances with a couple of bros, you know? But I just enjoy them. I just, yeah. you know... Absolutely. It's just a silly word, really. It's dopamine, and it's and it's we get the brain lights up. We've said this before, and this is the coolest thing to know. Our brain lights up in more areas, and with more intensity, when we're with people we care about, yeah. than if we take cocaine or heroin. Wow. Yep. And it's cheaper. <laughs> Not that <laughs> I know. <laughs> and significantly more healthy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of the most. Oh, it is the most. Activating, influencing thing, if we have the capacity to. So let's be real, some people don't have that activation Mm. in the brain because of what their history is. But if we have that capacity to, it is the best drug activation in our brain is to be with people we care about. So that's your bromances. Wow. Right? That's cool. But again, for our young men, we need to be asking those questions. How does your body feel? What do you think? You know, like, and it's those sorts of things. And if we can start to teach our kids to feel that Rather yeah. than just talk to them about, oh, you you like her, you like him. <laughs> well, actually, do you? Yeah. Can we ask them that? Yeah. Can we and ask how them do to... you if you do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's this coming from? How does from? that feel? So it's more about asking uh, more questions and getting our kids more in tune with their bodies. Yeah. And 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 then they get to ask the right questions. Yeah, I am attracted to someone yeah. of, of, of the same sex as me. I am attracted to both. That's fine. Yeah. But ask yourself that and let's be open to asking that. And by the way, if you are a person who feels uncomfortable talking about this, which is totally fine if you are, my request is don't shut it down, Mm. but know the person who is okay. And go, oh, did you want to go and stay with Auntie Catherine for the weekend? Maybe, (laughs) Auntie Catherine, could you have a chat with her about this? Do you see what I mean? Like, don't shut it down, but some people are never going to be comfortable about talking about this. And that's no. fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But please don't shut it down and say, look, I'm not so good at talking about this, but why don't I find someone who is? Do you yeah. see what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but please don't shut it down and try and find someone who can talk to them because our kids need to talk this stuff through. They need to understand their feelings and their emotions and what they're going through. Ten up quick, Catherine. What a fantastic conversation. Ngā mihi koe. And Fano, that's it for another podcast. Ooh, that was a good cover. That's a good one. And again, I just do want to say, if we got something wrong, yep. yeah, no, we got something wrong and I said something wrong, and I'm always open to people chatting to me about this stuff because I'm on a massive learning journey, but yep. it's a huge part of our brain development. It's a huge part of mental health. It's a huge part of feeling connected to each other. I want us to understand that, and I, 
that's why we did this corridor. We we wanted to start the questions, but yeah, um, thanks for thanks for giving us the space. Kia ora, Catherine Burkett, Pure today. I've got questions, she's got answers, and we're having fun. Kia ora koutou. Kia ora. Thank you.